Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. When you run a small, passion-driven podcast, it's hard to collect enough data to know exactly what your audience wants. But you know who doesn't suffer from that problem? Podcast apps and directories. They've got a lot of data. Does that mean they might start encroaching on your passions? Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Mmm, data. Tasty, tasty, tasty data. As podcasters, we don't get a lot of it. We really don't. We get some download data, and that's about it. Many of us are fighting hard against collecting more data, citing new laws like GDPR in Europe and whatever that new law in California is, which keeps privacy high. I get it. We've got a large and vocal contingency that want to keep all that sort of stuff private so that we're not doing bad Cambridge Analytica-type stuff. Great. I get all that. However, a point I want to raise is what we could do with all this kind of data and why we're probably not going to see it anytime soon. But more importantly, who might get it? So this morning I was reading an article about these new virtual restaurants that have opened up. These virtual restaurants have no place for you to dine in. They're not really a restaurant. They're a kitchen. And they're kitchens that are cropping up because of companies like, well, DoorDash and Postmates and Uber Eats and all the other places that are encouraging those of us with busy lives to just order and have it delivered. Right? That's been, that's been commoditized now. There's a lot of these services. And, of course, these places use restaurants. They will send people to a restaurant pick up the order and take it to your house. Well, some enterprising people at those organizations have said, you know, we have enough data to indicate what's not available in a certain area. So, hey, Captain Burger Maker, a made-up company, why don't you open up a restaurant in this location? Well, Captain Burger Maker says, I, that's, it's not feasible to open up a restaurant in that location. But what I can do is open a kitchen where I don't have to pay any wait staff to do anything. I don't have to pay counter people. I don't have to put the fancy build into it and the thousands of dollars per second to lobby City Hall to give me a gigantic sign. I can just build a kitchen. And I can start sending out orders from Captain Burger King or whatever I said out to the people in that area. No restaurant required. Oh, that's a growing trend. Yesterday on the program, I talked a little bit about smart Amazon publishers. What I didn't tell you is that if you're a super smart Amazon publisher and you're nice and cozy with Amazon, you can find out exactly what people want to read and you can create books written just to fill that need. 
because it's need that Amazon has or some other giant publisher has that you don't have access to as a sole little author. And so it got me thinking about podcasting and the relationship therein. Here's what I see. There are those of us, most of us out there right now that are making podcasts because we're passionate about a topic or we got some knowledge we want to share. And we're applying some good, solid best practices. But in reality, we hope that it's going to work. We hope that enough people listen or enough activity happens to make it worth our while to continue. And as long as it's passion, then, you know, that's easy to hit the passion metrics. But these data companies, so I'm thinking of Apple, I'm thinking of Spotify, I'm thinking of even the aggregators, the the apps that are out there that people are utilizing, not as hosting platforms as well, or not as gigantics, but, you know, the, the pod chasers of the world and the overcasts of the world. They have access to giant troves of data on exactly what people are listening to, what they're not listening to, what they stop listening to. They see holes in the marketplace just like the other two entities I mentioned, the other two verticals that I mentioned. They have enough information to say, hey, this is the kind of content that we need that we don't have. Somebody make it, please. Last week, we found out that one of the Gimlet shows, Science Versus, really good show, I enjoy it quite a lot, is now making small little snippets. They're taking their 20-ish or so minute show and boiling down or extracting two to five minute long clips, publishing those as something that fits in the Spotify app for their new little drive home or ride home feature, whatever it's called, where you can select the, the amount of time you've got for your commute and it will build you a custom playlist combination of songs and podcast episodes. Well, it's kind of hard to fit a whole bunch of podcast episodes for 20 minutes at a time. So they're making much smaller content. Hmm. All of that is based off of data that says people want this content. So this week we're talking about getting cozy with the big people out there. You can call them gatekeepers if you want, but here's an option where you can get cozy because they're getting cozy with us. I can promise you that all these big players have people inside going, hmm, there's an opportunity. We need to find people to make this sort of content because people want this content. Are you cozy with them? Are you on their list? How do you get there? I don't know. I'm just saying that's what's happening in this world. We don't have the data individually. It's hard to get it collectively. Our hosting companies, our podcast hosting companies don't provide us a whole lot of data, but these apps, these directories, the places where the listening happen, they really have it. So I expect to see a whole lot more of that happening. Now, I suppose on the backside of this, what we could do about that is watch and recognize that if Science Versus says there's reason for them to make two to five minute long episodes, well, okay, podcaster, okay, working podcaster that wants to make this whole thing work, should you do the same? Is there an opportunity for you to play follow the leader here? You may not have access to the data, but you have access to the evidence of the data. Go create that kind of show. Very early days of this, very early stages of this, but I can promise you as more people are coming into the marketplace and more people are utilizing these apps and directories, those apps and directories have a lot of data about what people want. They're going to start creating content or they're going to start commissioning content being created, or they're going to start partnering with people to share that data to say, 
to fill those needs that are out there. That might change podcasting. Hmm. Sure, we can still do our passion projects all day long, but I wonder how that'll change things once we start seeing the big moves like this as people get cozier with these serious gatekeepers. Who knows what that's going to look like? But I am curious about one thing. Would you change your show completely? And would you just cancel it and start over again with something brand new if you had data to say, people want this and I can provide that? Or would you just make a version of your show into that? Would you just transfer it? How would you, what would your process be? I'm curious what you would do. Send me a comment right here. If you, if you, wherever you're watching or listening to this to, if you just make a comment, I will see it. Go for it. Or if that's not an option or you want to do something even more um, tightly integrated, if you will, flick.group slash podcast pontifications. Yeah, there's about 70, almost 80 people now that are occasionally having conversations about things discussed here on the program. Also, buying me a coffee is in version 2.0. Congrats to Gijo and Alicia. Buymeacoffee.com slash Evoterra if you want to try their new service out that got made it to number one on pro- podcast hunt or product hunt the other day. Congrats. And obviously, if you are in business and need some help figuring out strategies, maybe you too would like to take advantage of this new data trove, which you don't yet have access to, and start making content that is data-driven podcast as opposed to passion projects. Get in touch with me. I can help you with that. Evo at podcastlaunch.pro or just go to podcastlaunch.pro to see what we do. And I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, 
choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.